Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, and today I'm talking to Jessica Osborne from Australia. Now, she's a business coach, she has a podcast, and she has over 20 years' experience in the marketing space. Now, she helps specifically um, women in professional and creative services. Uh, she helps them to find a unique value and space in the market, you know, so they can track the best fit clients, obviously. But in this episode today, we are specifically talking a little bit about how it's important that you choose to do the things that you want to do instead of trying to do what other people are telling you to do. So stay tuned. Okay, so one quick note before we get into today's episode. Now, we all know creating content takes time, but it'll be more effective if you already have mapped out your entire launch so that you know exactly what needs to be done, by when, and by who. Now, if you want to have a stress-free launch, all you have to do is sign up for my free Map Out Your Launch mini course so that you'll have a solid launch plan for your next launch. Now, you'll find the link in the show notes or you can go to www.kenwescar.com forward slash launch plan. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right, welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm your host, Ken Wesker, and today I have... Jessica Osborne from Australia with us. Welcome. Hey, thanks, Ken. It's really great to be here. It's always great to have someone from Australia because I I can't mention this enough, but when we get people from Australia, it's always an issue with the time zone. So either you guys are really up early or you are really late up. So I appreciate that you guys coming on. I do. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It is um it's eight PM, so it's not too late. This is normal time yeah. and my kids are, are yeah. in bed asleep. So I shouldn't have any um random interruptions of anything crazy going on while we're talking which well that's the benefit of it yeah. <laughs> obviously it's <laughs> definitely a good one <laughs> yeah um i would love for you to just start off by introducing yourself a little bit so you know let us know who you are who you help and how you help people sure absolutely so i'm a business coach um i specialize in marketing that's my background i've got 20 years 20 years so it's pronounce things properly so you can understand me um, in corporate before I started coaching. So, um, you know, pretty much have done absolutely everything when it comes to marketing, communications, online business, all in the corporate world. And then now I do that for myself and help clients. So I work with female um, entrepreneurs who are also marketers, creatives, professionals, and coaches. So they're in online services um, business, and I help them to really nail what they are in the market. So what is that sweet spot? What's their real niche? And align it to their service offering. So instead of being led by the market and looking out and saying, well, what do people want? What can I sell? I actually help them to dial in and look at, what is their real core value? What is it that they can do so well that 
is mm. of that high value so that they're actually operating at a higher level. They can charge premium rates. They can be that specialist. They can stand out. And ultimately, that means that they can earn more and work less because the women I work with, we mostly have gone into business at the time we became mothers. Um, and, you know, the old nine to five life really wasn't working out that well. Um, it's not a good mix yeah. with a young family. So most of my clients are in that space. And for all of us, you know, just time is so valuable. It's so important. We don't want to be spending, we didn't like give up the corporate office to then be chained to our desk at home, you know, working <laughs> 11, 12 hour days on our business. Like that's not the reason why we're doing this. So it's really important to have that um, life balance in there. And it's so possible when you start from within and you really dial into the strategy. So I'm really passionate about that, as you can tell. Um, it's and it's so possible as well. Like I've had so many clients. One of them that comes to mind um, this year, she joined me in my Business Jam program and she only has 10 hours a week to work on her business. She's very firm on that. And she she tripled her business within three months. She's just hit um, half wow. of her five-year savings goal that her and her husband set at the beginning of this year, they've got they made a five year savings plan to get a deposit for their dream house, and she's cracked half of that already by herself. Nine months. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like that's results. Yeah, and in 10, 10 hours a week, you know, it it is so possible. It's just about you know really leaning in, and I find that it's when we're actually brave enough to figure out what it is that we really do best like where is it that we shine what's that sweet spot for us in the market that's when you mm -hmm. can create a service offering around it which helps you to stand out it helps you to be that specialist that level above everybody who's out there just trying to sell anything um and that's where the gold is you know um yeah. so yeah we take that and then we scale it as well exactly now yeah i mean it's so easy to get distracted or following what everybody else is telling you to do because, you know, oh, you need to serve your people, obviously. But we kind of forget, you know, what is that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And if you don't really follow up on that, things are going to go out of alignment and, you know, it, you're not going to be showing up in the same way mm -hmm. if you were trying to do someone else's stuff kind of. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really important yeah. that you really dig into yourself there. I, yeah, and I had a business. Um, I'll call it my failed business. It didn't really fail, but um, <laughs> it never made it out of sight. But you, you don't see it like that now, <laughs> yeah. right? But you did it back then. <laughs> well, I did what everyone normally would do. So, you know, back in 2010, I was like, oh, I want to get out of corporate. Um, I'll start an online business. And so I did what most people do. And we look out to the market and go, what business could I create? What opportunity can I see? And for some reason, this is absolutely crazy, I decided I'd start an online wedding dress business. And I'm not really into weddings. I'm not a seamstress. I'm, I don't know anything about wedding dresses. I was so relaxed and casual with my own. But it was through that experience, I guess, of me getting married, I realized there was a massive gap in the market here in Australia because you either had to go mm. into these boutiques and book a time to go and look at them. You didn't even know if you liked what they had or not. It was just insanity. Or... Online, there were just um, lots of cheap Chinese import kind of sites, which you, no one trusted. And I was like, well, where's an mm -hmm. online Australian site that people can trust that would make quality dresses? Anyway, I figured out how to do it. I started the business. I ran it for 10 years. Um, and 
I just didn't like it. Like, like there was so much potential in it, but I have no passion about weddings. I didn't mm-hmm. really care. I didn't care about dresses. It was just something I saw no one was doing really well. And so I decided to do it and it did well organically because I literally put no time into it. Um, I was working, you know, I was head of marketing. I had a really busy job. I didn't really have a lot of time I wanted to spend on this business. And when I started this one, I'm like, I'm so passionate about what I do so passionate about marketing. Um, I can't stop thinking about it. This is what I actually should be doing my business on, not trying to sell wedding dresses online. So I sold that and um, focused just on this one. But, you know, that's the thing. It's like if you're not actually really paying attention to what it is that you love and what what you're really good at, you know, what is it that your strengths are? What are you good at? Because that's where your energy is. That's where your passion is. Mm -hmm. That's where you know, you can actually add a lot of value to, to someone else um, instead of just being like, well, I've got these skills, I can learn something and then I can maybe try to sell it. Well, then you're the same as everyone else out there. Is that what you really want to do? Because when you hit the nail on the head with it, you're going to stand out above the other exactly. Yeah, and I would assume that this is a common mistake that people do, that they start off just mm-hmm. exactly the same way that you did. You see, They see a gap in the market and try to go with that because, yeah, this is something that we can, you know, yes. make money on yeah. uh, um, or make a living. But, yeah, it's, the passion is not there yeah. at all. Yeah, and it means <laughs> that, you know, they're always – looking externally and you know looking at the market Mm -hmm. and saying well you know what should I price my services at well this is what everybody else is doing and you know what will people pay for this and they're always externally looking to see what they should do and that means they end up with a business where they're a kind of a generalist they're trying to offer things that they think people will want and they're pricing it based on the market which means that they're undercutting themselves they're in price competitive space they're looking at what competitors are doing all the time and thinking, well, I've got to be cheaper or no one will buy from me. It's like, actually, Mm -hmm. I want you to do the dead opposite of that. (laughs) Like, let's flip (laughs) it on its head. Let's figure out what you really want to offer and how you want to work. And then we'll design the service to fit that because if it's not going to reach your revenue goals, then you're designing a business that you're never actually going to get there if you're basing it off the market and then just hoping you're going to sell enough to to create a revenue goal i'm like no let's start with the goal and we'll work backwards from there like know what you what you're going to offer but we can we can design the services in any way that you like but we might as well be designing them in a way that we know we're going to hit that revenue goal in the time that you want to be working in your business um Mm -hmm. no point making services where you'd have to work you know an 80 hour week in order to reach the goal yeah. because you're not going to be happy <laughs> and that's not why we started a business either yeah. <laughs> we started a business to get more freedom more time so yeah exactly. <laughs> not working 80 hours yeah but you say that you you know you help people with marketing and mm. i understand that you obviously found your niche within this but people tend to kind of start off with that you know i'm going to help people with marketing that's really broad yes. obviously <laughs> So how did you come out with, you know, how you want to help people within the marketing space? Yeah, it is really interesting because even though obviously I had a lot of experience, I had the same problem when I started business. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I've got experience in all sorts of marketing. And I'd been, you know, for the last six years in my corporate life, I'd been head of the, the department. So I'd been, you know, not really doing the doing. I'd been in the, the strategic space. And I was sitting there thinking, well, I could 
I can do so many things. I can help them with their website. I can, you know, and I did start playing around with different offerings and trying to figure it out. And it wasn't until I took that step back and realized that, you know, I could sell people these services, but if it wasn't really my, if it wasn't that, like I wasn't giving the top value that I felt that could, they could get, it was doing them a disservice and me as well. And it wasn't what I loved. And so I thought, well, I actually really loved the strategic side. Like I loved having a team. I would, um, you know, coach my team. And I was like, well, maybe I could do that as a business. I can actually coach people. Um, And I wanted to work online because I had a young, I started my business um, the same week I had my second baby, literally was in the hospital. The same week. (laughs) Really? I was very motivated to get it going while I was on maternity leave. Um, And I knew that I needed flexibility. I wanted to be able to work from home. You know, everything just made me, when I realized what it was that I wanted, I figured out, well, I've got to then niche down and and go into coaching and it's not just about any type of marketing while I help my clients with with all of it I don't want to be the expert on Instagram I don't want to be the expert on email I know a lot about all of it but I'm not the expert on any of it so I where my expertise is is really in aligning that strategy behind the scenes together stuff that you don't see you know who is it that you're targeting what is it that you specialize in and want to be known for and why you like what's your differentiation the messaging aligning those pieces that is that's where the gold is in marketing and a lot of people skip over it and go straight to the tactics the stuff that they see people doing going like oh I need to do this I need to start a you know an Instagram account I need to get my brand done I need a logo yeah like that's all great, but it won't work as well if you haven't done the strategy piece up front. And it's not mm. just for new businesses. I work with clients who've been in business 20 years. We've got to be revisiting our strategy the whole time. So I'm five years or almost about to hit five years in. And I can't tell you how many times I've revised, you know, who really is my target, my ideal customer. I'm always refining it and, and challenging myself on it and, you know, actually cancelling some people out and going, well, no, not them, not them. Like I really want to tighten it in and and get more specific if possible. And the same with, you know, what I, how I'm doing my messaging. Like I'm always looking at that because the better we can have these pieces connected and aligned and working so that, you know, what I offer in my service is so exactly what my ideal customer wants and it's being delivered in the way that they need and I'm talking to them in the words that really resonate with them. When you're doing that, you can choose whatever marketing tactics you want. Like they'll all work. You know, I've had clients that literally once they've defined their niche properly, they've they've actually just put it out on their social media. They're, they're getting inquiries. They'll like book five clients and go, what's happened? I'm like, you just got specific. And people suddenly realize mm. that you were the one for them. Like, it's not that hard. It is hard sometimes to decide what it is. And that's what I help them do. But once you've got that, the marketing side's really easy. Um, it can be so much easier. So yeah, yeah, I love that when you see people kind of just go with the, the niche that choosing and, um, you know, maybe they don't even have a website, they don't mm. do emails, they just Maybe they decide to, you know, I'm just going to show up on Instagram. That's what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. they are killing it, you know, Yeah. just because they have 
figure out who they want to help. And most importantly, they have their messaging obviously dialed down and their offering. So that is also a huge piece. Like you said, you know, having those things lined up Mm -hmm. with whatever it is that you feel like this is the thing that I want to do. Yeah. Because like we talked about, you know, if you don't do that, you're not going to be showing up in the right way. So you don't really need all the fluffy stuff that people talk about. You just need to work on this foundational piece and then everything else will kind of come along. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes it does take a bit of trying something on to see how it fits. Um, You know, like you you might go into a shop and try on some different pairs of jeans. I think buying jeans is so hard. There's, you know trying to find the right pair with exactly the right fit. Um, it's a bit like that with your niche, you know, especially yeah. when you're multi-talented and, and a lot of, I work with a lot of people who are in, you know, been in the same space as me in marketing. They're like copywriters, web designers, graphic designers, lots of that style um, and in services. And, and we've worked in often so many different companies and different industries different sizes and you're like oh but I can help anyone it's like you can because every business out there needs marketing but who do you best fit with like who do Mm -hmm. you really understand their space and who do you most want to work with because you just love their type of business and how they like to work as well like there's so many aspects to it that we can get into and once you've found that you're you know it it just makes life so much easier because you know exactly where they are, what they're frustrated with, what they're wanting to achieve. And you can talk to them on that specific level. Um, But yeah, it can take a bit of like trying it on. Like, does this fit? How does that feel? Or, you know, and you'll know when you've got the right one because you're like, Oh, that's it. (laughs) I've totally just Mm -hmm. nailed it. And you know, you know, when you've gone niche enough is what I tell them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. And that's so true because you will definitely feel that shift of energy mm. within you when you finally start talking about the things that you actually do love everything kind of changes within you yeah. so yeah. you'll know totally. <laughs> even yeah. though it's going to be it's hard to kind of get to that point but yeah once mm. you get there you'll know yeah and it's just that clarity i think it it we um we don't really talk enough about it you know and people say clarity and it's a bit of a buzzword but like when you're absolutely yep. clear on who it is that you're trying to attract you don't have 50 million questions or oh, if I put that out that someone else might not like it or it's not, you know, I need to adjust it so that it's relevant to everybody. All of these things that are really stopping you from speaking clearly, from getting out and doing what you need to do, they go away because you're mm-hmm. so dialed in to who you're talking to. Um, you don't really care about everyone else. Like, they're not there for you. You can leave them for someone else to worry about. So. Yeah, mm. exactly. And I think it's important to kind of express that and again, you know, just get started with this, get started with your messaging, just get it out there, test it, try it on, mm-hmm. see how it fits, like you said, and it will change and you will evolve and, you know, things will be different a year from now. But the most important thing is that you kind of get started with this and just yes. uh, let it go with the flow. I yeah. guess, yeah. That's such a good point, actually. And it's something that a lot of people tell me is one of the biggest barriers that they have is they think that they're putting themselves in a box and it's going to be mm-hmm. locked in. Like, oh, I don't want to put myself in that box because it means I'm going to miss out again. on everything else. And, yeah. and then I, that's what I'm going to be known as. And I say to them, like, it's not etched in stone. 
you can change it if you want to. Um, but, you know, putting yourself in a box, it doesn't mean that you've got less opportunities. It actually means that you've got more opportunity to be seen because you're specific. You're saying something that someone actually wants. You know, I've got a client who she was a web designer and she's like, oh, I love working with so many different businesses. And, you know, we've gone through a few iterations of her niching down and she's suddenly decided in the last month, she's like, I know exactly what I want to do. I want to work with Shopify owners in this industry space because that's what I really relate to and resonate with. And she's like, I just feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to attract WordPress um, business owners. And you know, she's she knows she's talking to Shopify. She can still decide to work with someone with a WordPress site if she wants to. And I keep saying, it won't Absolutely. mean that that's the only person who comes knocking. You'll still get the peripheral, you know, you'll get a, a broader spectrum of people still coming to you and you can choose. You can say, yeah, I, I will take that piece of work or sorry, you know, I'll refer you on to someone who's better suited to you. But you're then mm-hmm. in the driving seat. You know, you're not in the back seat of the of your business car anymore, you know, as a passenger going along for this ride and wondering what's going to turn up. You're actually in the driver's seat making the decisions and leading and being in control and saying, well, this is who I'm here for. And, you know, you can then choose if you want to work with someone who's maybe outside of that scope um, because they do still come along. And that's no one believes yeah. me, but they do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I mean, yeah, even though if you've marketed yourself as Shopify person i mean you're still gonna get people asking well can you help with wordpress as well or yeah. how's that and then you yeah like you said you can make that decision whether you want it to or not yeah, yeah. love that yeah and i um, also think that what you mentioned about you know that any tactics work i mean you're not set in stone i mean in particularly in launching you know if you're doing you can do a webinar and you can do a challenge you could do email you could do social blah 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 i mean you can do so many different things mm-hmm. but like i said you know all of these works there's not that mm-hmm. they don't work but again, going back to that, you know, what kind of fits with you? What is it that you want to do? How do you want to show up? Yes. Because if you choose the wrong thing, again, mm-hmm. you're not going to be showing up in the right mm-hmm. way with the right energy. That's exactly it. And, you know, one of the things that I really try to drum into my clients' heads is, you know, do what works for you. If you've got time and you can do three social media posts a week, great. Do three, commit to it and do it every week. If you can do one a day and you want to do one a day, great, do that. But just you decide what works for you and then commit yourself to it and show up and do it. Um, You know, because I think that we get so, there's people out there, you only have to go online and someone's saying, you know, five Instagram posts a day and do this and you've got to do reels this many times a week. Like that's maybe what worked for them, but they're not you. You know, you're a different Mm -hmm. recipe. You've got different ingredients. You've got a different audience. You've got a different message. And I always say quality over quantity. Do what you feel is a good amount for you where you've got the energy to put into it. You can create something of value. And, you know, you really, you're more thinking about how can I help and serve my audience? What can I, what do I want to share with them today? And just then be consistent with what you decide to do because there's no proof that posting five times a day works better than posting, you know, three times a week. It's about you dialing into you and your audience and and the quality is what wins over anything. You know, I've seen... Yeah, and the, the proof might be actually that someone do, do post just once uh, a week and mm-hmm. they're doing amazing 
things. They're making a lot of money. They have the freedom that they want, the living the life that they want. Yeah. And the person who does five posts a week also doing the same thing. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's just like do <laughs> what do works both. for you and what feels good because that's when you're going to be in, coming from a place of, no, I think it's just your energy and, and how much you have that you're putting into what you're putting out there. That's what makes a big difference. Um, you know, when mm-hmm. you really got something to say, you're not just saying something because, oh, I've got a post <laughs> five times today. What else am I going to say? I'll put, I'll <laughs> put up some quote that I found on the internet. Um, you know, well, that's not yeah. a lot of value for your audience unless you've got something to add to it, you know, a bit of context. Absolutely. Mm. Um, you did, um, a launch that failed at some point mm-hmm. and it turned into 80k revenue you want to share a little bit about that story please sure um so i've done a four launches um since last year and this one was kind of a surprise one i, I came into um bbd next level and i i had a membership that I just thought just wasn't really going anywhere. And I was thinking about closing it down, but decided at the last minute I'm going to reinvent this um, into a totally different program, like a 12-month high-level, like totally changed it. So it was a brand-new offer and relaunch it and put it out there for the first time. Um, And I was doing some of, you know, I had social media posts going up there and I was talking about it and I had some content but I think I had a lot of fear and doubt around it. And, um, you know, I was trying something for the first time. So, again, I, I just didn't have the confidence or the proof that it was going to work. And mm-hmm. I was in the middle of – I'd actually had it as application. So it was sort of card open, but they had to apply. And then I would say, you know, you've been accepted and then we'd go through the actual signing on um, piece. So mm-hmm. – I'd, I'd put it out there. I'd, I'd done a few, I'd been doing some lives on Facebook um, and in my group and emailing my list, all these activities, um, except part of me was thinking, I'm just doing this quietly behind the scenes because I'm not sure if it's going to work. And yeah, I'd say no one applied. So I had two people who'd, mm-hmm. um, who'd got in touch with me, which always happens, I think, when you're doing a launch and you've got lots of things happening. I tend to get people booking in discovery calls for one-to-one coaching. So I'd had a couple of those, which who had actually been a perfect fit for this program. So I got them signed up on it. Um, But, you know, my launch essentially was absolutely failing. And I got on a a coaching call in the group, in our group, and – had that moment of James saying to me, are you really committed to this number that you want to get? Or is it just like what you want to to have? You know, as I said, I want 10 members. So, you know, it's a one year high level coaching program. So it wasn't even high numbers that I wanted. And I was like, I really like it, but you're right. I'm not committed. I'm just hoping I'll get them. Um, And, that call just changed everything. I, I got off it and I actually committed to number of 10. I thought, right, I'm getting 10. How am I going to do it? And I sat down. Mm-hmm. I got really tough with myself and I was, I was like, well, I'll keep doing what I'm doing. But I actually thought I can go into the data. I can see 
who is in my list, who's opening the emails, who's interested, who I already know um, in my groups. And, you know, I've been doing this for four years. I, I know who's out there who would be potentials. Um, and I, I contacted some people one-to-one, which was feeling very awkward for me. I'm a marketer. I'm not a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I don't do cold DMs, but I... I reached out to some people one-to-one and said, hey, you know, I noticed that you haven't um, applied, but I think you'd be great for this program. Did you want to have a chat about it? And, and I drummed up nine people. Then my cart officially closed and I had one person the following day who joined and I got my 10. That's <laughs> just like. That's amazing. Yeah. It was not the a perfectly executed launch. It was an absolute failed launch, um, but it earned me eighty thousand dollars in revenue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that is because all of this happened during your launch. So you got on that call mm-hmm. and got to talk to James about it, and then you got back and just kind of pivoted. I guess we can say that you you kind of took the bulls by the reins and kind of just, um, this is what I'm going to do to get to that goal. Mm. Yeah. And that changed. I was in the way of myself. I had my foot on Mm. the brake because even though I was going through the motions, like I was doing this launch, I I think a massive part of me had just thought that this whole thing was just a failure from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the right approach mentally into it. And I wasn't committed to the outcome because I didn't think it was going to happen. Yeah. And just, going, well, what have I got to lose? I might as well commit to it. And if I don't get it, it's only me (laughs) who's going to (laughs) know or be disappointed. But, you know, we all get over that, right? And I think it was just actually getting committed, yeah, committing myself to it and actually going, right, this is the number. I'm getting it. What are you going to do now to make it happen? Because no one else is coming along to, to make this work for you, you know, like you could you could keep on trying lots of things. I could throw money down Facebook ads. I could have done lots of stuff. But I was like, I only need 10 people. Stop thinking that this is some huge big deal that you really need. Just get out there and and actually do do the work, you know, get over yourself. And and I did. And, and I didn't do any hard selling. I literally just reached out to people and said, hey, you know, let's have a, do you want to have a chat? few people had a chat a few people didn't need to chat they just signed up mm-hmm. um and i thought did you reach out to just 10 people uh, or did you reach no, out there was to a few more, more than yeah them? there was a few who yep. said no um which is fine and they're still there they're still mm-hmm. kind of interested and that's the thing it's like no doesn't mean no it just means not right now um yeah i took a lot of learnings from that and then in the launch that I've had most recently, I really dialed in a lot about um, objection handling. And so mm-hmm. when I did my live training, I spent a lot less time talking about the real content, like the how, and a lot more about what this is and why it's important and why they may be thinking, oh, I'm not sure if that's really what I should be doing or I, I understand that, but because that's what's holding them back from buying. And I think I hadn't done that particularly well in the failed one. That was one of my biggest learnings was it's not just about having a great offer. 
even if it's the best offer in the world, they're not going to buy if they've got a but, you know, if they've got something that they're like, that may not work for me because, or I don't think I'm ready for that or whatever it is. Um, you know, I've really got to address those things. And that comes down to knowing who it is that you're attracting as well. Like what is it that they're going to be thinking is the big issue? <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, in so my latest launch, which was for my Business Jam program, um, where I, you know, help people with the niching, the marketing strategy, that one I actually had people who came through it and said you answered every single one of my questions or objections during the live training they just had no they had nothing left to say I don't know about <laughs> you know like and I thought wow that's a real win like I I really I thought that I was talking too much about it but I don't think you can talk about that too much I could probably leave yeah. that more exactly and that's maybe one of the biggest thing is that you address those objections during your launch. Um, not when it comes to, or not, at, not by the end of it, you know, when you're doing the sales mm. pitch or anything like, but you continuously address the objection throughout the entire launch, because by the time you actually get to that, you know, closing cart, they are ready to make that decision no matter what, because you kind of address everything and you had time to do it and you're not, just shoving it down their throat uh, all at once so they get time to process everything and yeah yeah I think that's really important yeah absolutely and I've um made some big changes this year and been talking about a lot of that in my content so when I'm in my launch runway you know I might even be three months out from the launch I'm already positioning why this is important and what it is that they think about it and helping them to kind of see well, you know, niching doesn't mean it's making your market smaller. It means that you're going to stand out in a space and be able to be recognized and known. So you're actually going to attract more people than when you're trying to, to stay general and appeal to more people. You know, it's it's counterintuitive, which is why I need to kind of talk about it. So I do loads of content around that and, and about pricing, um, pricing strategy, because, again, people think, People didn't buy because of the price. It's like, no, it's not because of the price. It's because they didn't see the value in what it was mm-hmm. that you were offering. So, um, you know, I I do all of this content in the lead up so that even when I get to the point where I'm pitching, they already don't have those issues anymore, ideally. I still talk about yeah. them during the launch, but um, I try to prime them for the launch, um, you know, in the lead up to it. Yeah, and you might not address it so deeply when you're actually opening up the cart because you've kind of done the heavy lifting before you actually get to that point. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, you know, I really liked when I did my live training this time, I hadn't opened the cart yet, so I did the live training beforehand um, and it just gave me the opportunity to talk a lot about, you know, success stories of, of my clients and for each example that someone would have you know I know that they think oh you know this isn't going to work for me because I don't have enough time or this isn't going to work for me because um you know I can't narrow in my services because I've got existing clients and that'll mean that they get annoyed and you know if people have got lots of hang-ups about it um I had examples that I was using throughout you know of my clients who have done that and what actually happened you know like 
one of them niche down and she actually um, said goodbye to some existing clients who mm. were not in her area of, of specialty that we decided. And what happened was she immediately attracted in people who were the ideal fit, who she'd, we'd identified as her ideal customer. You know, getting rid of those ones that weren't the right fit actually created space and room for her to attract in the ones who were the right fit. Like it's, it's so much more beneficial. And when you see that, you're like, well, that's great. It's not something I should fear or worry about saying goodbye to those clients. It's a good thing, you know, um, mm-hmm. because look what happens. You can, you can get even better clients coming back in. So, um, yes, I think being able to do that during the launch, sharing the stories, talking to them about what they're thinking then meant, you know, I said, you know, the cart's going to open on Monday and I'll give you all the information and then, you know, they're ready for it. And when the cart opened, then I can talk about the program and what's in it without having to do as much um, of the, you know, objection handling. I can I still wrap yeah. a little bit of it in, like this is why I've got this in here and this is why, we, you know, a bit about the content again um, so they understand the importance of all the elements in there. But... Yeah, it's a lot easier, I find. Yeah, and it doesn't get, you know, it, it's not the heavy sales pitch mm. at the end of whatever it is that you're doing. It's it feels more, much more lighter because you kind of address everything. So like, this is it. This is the program. You know what to do, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was good for me because, um, and I think a lot of people are the same. You know, if we ha- if we're not people who've been in sales, selling has this big know a thing that's attached to it where we we have a big aversion to selling and and feel awkward and I know that I would you know when I think oh I'm selling now my voice will I'll speed up what I'm talking about and I probably get a bit nervous Mm -hmm. and I don't like talking about certain things or you feel like you're being pushy and you're getting into a place that the energy is not great you you're actually probably Mm -hmm. pushing people away because you're feeling awkward whereas when you can do it where you've already talk so much about the why and the what and and everything then when it's time to say the doors are open they already know about it they're already interested in wanting it and so you're actually just explaining a bit about it and hey you know cuts open now this is how much and this is what you do next your next steps it's it's not selling you're just telling Mm. them how they can join up how can they get on board um and that feels so much better (laughs) actually it's fun (laughs) show up with energy and have fun with it absolutely um what has been one of the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout the launches that you've done so many lessons um (laughs) that's a good thing (laughs) yes always i think you know you do have to reflect on what you've done and and take the lessons um Mm -hmm. for me i see a big difference when i do things live so giving people the opportunity to actually connect with me I think in the kind of business that I'm in you know when you're a coach obviously I do that through um, online programs primarily now so someone's going to invest in uh, you know a thousand dollars or two thousand in an online program working with me they probably have to know that they like me before they they're going to hand that money over so um, it's definitely been beneficial to show up live and have that engagement and interaction with them 
um, I found that to be worth its weight in gold. Like they really feel connected. They feel like they're in this experience with you and you're building so much rapport with them in that live environment, which I only do, you know, via Zoom, but, or I've even done Facebook Lives. It doesn't really matter how it is. It's just giving them that opportunity to see you live. It's not scripted. It's, you know, I talk off the cuff and usually talk way too much. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, it gives them the opportunity to connect. Um, and then afterwards I'll jump in the group and open up a, a coaching thread, let them ask more questions, um, you know, and, and just really be there and be present. So that's been a big lesson. Um, but I think one of my biggest ones, if I talk about what didn't work so well for me, was when you do your numbers in the debrief, um, I realized that my conversion rate was actually really good. But the reason why I'm not mm-hmm. getting the result that I was wanting was I just didn't have enough people in at the beginning. So that was probably for me my biggest learning of I'm. you can focus so much on what you're executing in your launch and your plans and you're going to do these emails and writing all the content and doing all your posts. But if you're not focusing on getting enough people in and actually registered and and joining you in whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's a challenge or a live series or whatever it is, you know, then the, the result that comes out the bottom is going to be potentially less than what it could be. You know, so you might have a good conversion rate, but if, if you've only got a small group going through, then your number at the end is still small. It might not be your goal. So for me, that was a big learning that I've had, you know, even over the last few. So I'm really focused on what can I do up front to increase the number of people who are opting in and registering for the launch mm-hmm. um, and really taking note of those stats, you know, well, how many people are going to the opt-in page and opting in? What's the conversion rate on that? How can I get more people to it? How can I improve that conversion rate? And when's the right time to promote it as well? Because I find when you're doing something live, um, last time I probably was promoting it a little bit too soon. So some people who signed up early, you know, really kind of had dropped off a bit by the time it was happening. And I'd done mm-hmm. everything I could to keep them <laughs> keep them in, engaged. But you know, you can't you can't do everything. So um, yeah. yeah, I think knowing your numbers is important because you might think that you failed but then when you look at the numbers your your percentages might be good it's just that you might not have enough people so that's Mm. yeah a massive one because it can change something it looks like a failure to actually like a massive win like amazing amazing result you just now need to do that again and and actually you know focus on the top of the funnel Um, yeah scaling mm, the launch basically yeah Mm. yeah definitely Is there anything that you feel like we left out during this talk that you want to address before we end it? Mm. Um, we have covered a lot of things. I feel like I've been talking we a have. lot. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good talk. <laughs> yeah. That's why I started the podcast as well. I'm like, I, I discovered that I like to talk, so I should have a podcast. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for having me, Ken. It's been really really great chat and I've enjoyed sharing these experiences so anyone who's listening who wants to you know learn more I I answer my dms on instagram um you can pop over and connect with me there and 
more than happy to um, dive into any of these topics a bit deeper. Yeah. So what, what is your handles, your webpage? Yep. Where can people reach out? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at jessica.osborne, um, which is easy, but Osborne is spelled O-S-B-O-R-N. Um, my website is jessicaosborne.com. And yeah, I've got a few resources on there that, um, you know, you might like to download my, as I've been talking about niche so much, um, probably the relevant one, my customer avatar worksheet. It's a really great um, tool. I have in my 20 years, well, 23 now, years of marketing, um, I've seen a lot of customer avatar templates that are really mm -hmm. useless. Um, they, <laughs> you know, it's like, how old are they? Is it a man or a woman? Where do they live? That's great. You don't know anything about how they're thinking, where they are, how much they know about what it is. Do they even know what their problem is? Marketing is not about so much about, you know, those things. I mean, they're good to know if it's relevant, but if it's not relevant, what you really need to know is what they're thinking. What are they thinking mm -hmm. now? And what do we need them to be thinking? Like, where are they on the journey? How can we help them to move into the buying zone? Um, that's what's really important. So my customer avatar worksheet actually dives into the psyche, like where they are in their buying journey, their buying behavior, like how they actually like to engage and consume and buy from you so that you're just a lot more um, – you're able to connect and offer something that's a better fit for your ideal client than simply, you know, saying, well, that's a man. Um, <laughs> I want to connect with men. Like, well, how am I going to do that? You're not going to know how you can find them or connect with them or what to say unless you've done the deeper profiling. Mm -hmm. So you can get that. Sounds like a really great resource. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a long way of me saying you can get that resource on my website. <laughs> um, just it's on the homepage. And you'll also find out more about my Business Jam program, which is um, my online program where yeah, I basically help you through niching, pricing your services, structuring them, creating a scalable business and your marketing. So yep. that is all in Business Jam. It's a really great program it's launching again in february beautiful so if people have any questions just reach out on dms and yes you'll yeah. help them out yeah well thank you so much for uh, coming on the show sharing your expertise and your experience not least um yeah so thank you so much for that thank you it's been awesome thank you and thank you for everybody who's listening in and we'll catch up again next week Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.